Welcome to the Inverted Wingback Podcast or an excuse to pass sideways. This podcast is set up to make you slightly ticked off or angry over our slightly pretentious football takes. We got a few people angry last week, guys. Um, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, considering we say that's what the podcast should do. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, they might want to beat us. And from what I know, none yeah, of you can fight. Now. None of you can fight. Anyway, we like to pretend we know more about football than you and your friends. Uh, my name is Peter, and with me is the already infamous co-host. It is Sam, and I'm hungry again. Okay. And apart from Sam the Hungry, we have another great individual. Our first guest on this show. His name is... Ernest. Just Ernest. Just Ernest. That's all. That's all. No Oga Ernest. Oh, Barista Ernest. Mr. Doctor Ernest. Chief. Odubu. Ogi Ernest. Ogi Ernest. Only small people need those Ty- things. Oh. Ah. Woo! <laughs> it's going to be a hot episode. Ogi okay. Ernest. Okay, that's fine. Okay. That's fine. Um, Let's dive in as quickly as possible, guys. All right? So, we're recording after a clutch of very, very interesting games. Um, We're talking about how 2020, everybody says 2020 is drunk. And the EPL seems to be drunk as a result, uh, or similarly, because last week we had about about 50-something goals, right? Um, Even though we had a record number of goals, we've already had a clutch of them this weekend already. But none of these weekends seem to rival that infamous weekend, one Boxing Day fixture pile-up. Um, I think about 63 goals goals were scored back then, right? Um, So let's just jump into the games. Now, I think one of the things I want us to establish on this podcast is that we have, people can say we have an agenda against West Brom. We believe West Brom is going to be relegated, but they didn't do, they they seem to have heard about what we believe and our agenda against them and sort of went off script. Samaila. Yes, sir. Yesterday, what we saw was incredible. We saw West Brom go into halftime with a three-goal lead, right? Yeah. Even though Frank Lampard and his blues wearing a Crystal Palace jersey. Because that's the only way to describe what they were wearing. Yeah, they were a Crystal Palace jersey. Thank you very much. Basel. Oh, well, well. See, good. Their options. They looked more like Basel and uh, and uh, Crystal Palace than they looked like Chelsea themselves, right? Anyway, they were able to come back. But I want to ask, first of all, what is it? What's going on with Frank Lampard's lineups specifically? What's going on with his lineups? Yeah. Considering the amount of money that was spent. I said it last week, um, it is not the lineup, it is Lampard himself, right? You have the way his setup has a problem. Um, there's so much space between the defense, right? Mm-hmm. And then the midfield. Um, yesterday, he played two center backs who are really slow. He played Alonso again as a left back. Alonso is not a left back. So Alonso <laughs> was just up there doing his thing. Yeah, he's more or less a wing back. So. Yeah, so he was up there doing his thing. Um, Thiago Silva, who is actually slow, would always want to shift out to the to left. Shift out to the left, yes. So I mean, there's a wide. What's this? What's name of this river again? Imo. No. Which one? Mississippi. By, no. Moses. Jordan. Red Sea. Sorry, Red Sea. So there's, I mean, there's a whole Red Sea pattern between Thiago Silva and Christensen. Yeah. I mean, I I'll just run a past in between. I, I don't know. I, and you see, why again? This is why I say West Brom will get relegated. Because you see that you scored three goals. Yeah. And then you allow Chelsea equalize. But but here, isn't there an argument made that seeing them score three goals was a surprise? Like it was a surprise, right, Ernest? Yeah, it was yeah, a surprise. So, it's a surprise because last season, despite the fact that they finished second in the championship, yeah. they, they didn't score that many goals. The top scorers in that team last season were. And Charlie Wilson yeah. and Charlie Austin. And they both had ten goals Each. in the champ- uh-huh. yeah, in the championship. So, so and this season, in three games, they've considered an average of three point six goals. Yeah, per, per game. Yeah. Per game. Why scoring one point six? So if you get up to score three goals way in a half, you are supposed to take advantage of it. Yeah. So what's wrong? Definitely. I think they're definitely going to go oh, down. We'll wow. get to that. Um, one of the things we're going to talk about in this episode is we'll, we'll still get to our but then predictions. You, see, and all you see the thing with Lampard is, I mean, squad planning, you don't have a defensive midfielder, right? That yeah. actually sits in the hole and stares an anchor man. There's no shield for the defense. Yeah. No shield at all. And I really don't get why Chelsea fans don't like jogging home. Okay. So I can understand. What? For that, like, I, I think I understand what the issue is. The, the, especially since Mourinho came, right, the best defensive midfielders they've had are individuals who do one of two things, either great destroyers or stabilizers, right? Mm-hmm. Jorginho is more 
conductor. Per, more conductor, exactly. The Perlo-esque. He's not a Perlo region, but he's more that whole Perlo-esque individual. So think about it. Makalele was the less flashy, you know. There's a role named after him. Mm-hmm. Then the great John Mikel Obi. Mm-hmm. Great is doing a lot of lifting in that sentence. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> There was Essien. Yeah. Do you understand? Matic. There's, we've had, they've had Matic. And these are off the top of our heads. These are the individuals we can remember. Now, Kante was great, but Kante was actually more fitted for his ability to run. Yeah. Hence the whole jokes about how 70% of the earth is covered by water. The rest of it is covered by Kante. Yeah. Kante has a twin. He has three lungs, blah, 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 blah. Now, currently, the way the midfield, especially one of the problems Sarri had was the way that midfield is constructed right now is, um, I think I was having a conversation with Sam about this early on, yeah. where I talked about there are midfielders who progress the ball via one of two ways. The individuals who do carries, the individuals who do passes. passes yeah. Now, Jorginho is more of a passer. Um, Kante is a carrier. Kovacic is a carrier. carrier. Barkley is a... Havertz is a... Carrier. So what that means is these are individuals who generally like to run with the ball. I think the same can go for Mount. Mount's passing range is not the best in the world, right? Yeah. ZH is not the best. So it's not that they are bad players. It's just that they are the profiles. System. Exactly. Now, I don't expect Chelsea to fix the squad planning in one window. I feel they've done a considerably great job. What I find amusing, however, in all of this is, what it means is Jorginho wants to find space to pass the ball. But at the same time, Kante doesn't want to sit and cut off. He wants to run over and intercept and press individuals. That means they most likely will interfere with themselves. Yes, right? so and the other guy is not going to be fine. Now, they had a solution. You're looking for a guy named um, Declan Wright from West Ham, right? Mm-hmm. But there's a or there's an Ethan Ampadu who has a similar profile, yet you loan him out to Sheffield United. That I don't understand. So I feel like it's probably something that they'll have to sort out eventually, um, Frank Lampard and Judy Morris, or they might not sort it out and then they'll be in big trouble, as we saw yesterday. Mm-hmm. I feel like other teams would have taken incredible... Like, you saw the Liverpool game, right? Yeah. We've not recorded since the Liverpool game, but we saw what happened in the Liverpool game. There was immense pressure on them. Thiago came onto the pitch and was able to... Calm. Just calm. Yes. Exactly. All of us are. Oh, you know, the tempo. Yes, they were one man Should down. That. But everybody's happy about how Thiago completed about uh, 75, 75, 75 passes, passes in 45 minutes. Yeah. And here's the funny thing that record was previously, previously held by Christensen 66 passes, right? In one half. Now, as much as that's a great thing, a question has to be asked why is an individual being able to complete that many passes? More than every, every Chelsea, Chelsea player, player on the pitch. In 90 minutes. So there's a question to be asked there, right? So I feel like, you know, it's it's one of those things where he has to look at it, right? He has to find out the balance that he wants. Does it mean you're going to chuck away? And which is why I'm I'm, not, I'm sort of amused when I hear the stories of Jorginho to Arsenal and Arsenal fans saying he's not good enough, blah, 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 blah. I, I find that amusing because I feel that's a quality player. Sure. It's just the way he's being used that can be adjusted. It should be adjusted, all right? So, yeah, yeah that's what, what I think. Now, um, Ernest, I'll, I'll come to you with this one. Um, the penalty kick yeah. that everybody got upset about yesterday or alleged, uh, as it were, handball, the ball fell onto Kai Havertz's arm, right? And then it led to a chance eventually anyway. And there was talk from everybody else who doesn't like Chelsea. Or suddenly Chelsea fans are quiet. They were not this quiet when Man United was getting a PK and all of that. Mm, was, what do you have to say? Uh, what do you think? Chelsea. What do you think? Especially with the new P- uh, handball think, rule. What's going on? I, I don't know how the it's like the the great Ted Lasso Yay. said. He said, <laughs> I'm going to, nobody knows what the handball rule is. Yeah, actually. IFA does not know what the handball rules is. FIFA does not know. The the Premier League Game Management Authority does not know. Howard Webb does not know. Colina does not know what it is. But at the moment anybody sees it, yeah. they think they do. True. And that is because it's officials, yeah. That there's I think the, the laws in the text are clear about what the handball is. Yeah. Right? But in the application there are lots of gray areas because what's a natural position of the body of a hand? What is intentional? What, hand, what is not what's, intentional? What, yeah, what's yeah. Not intentional? What's not It's becoming spiritual. So, so I can put my hand. You can't say that's intent. my natural body. Well, I don't know if you're. We were born. Were you born that were way? Were you born with your hand raised? We don't know that were, now. Maybe. You you know, I was asking you. you your parents would have told you. Were you, you born, born in a Hillsong concert? No, I wasn't born in a Hillsong. Wow. I was born in a hospital. How are you sure you were not born in a Hillsong concert? Were you there? What? Were you there? I was there. Were you sent? How did you know? What's your earliest memory? Chief. 
Just continue. Just continue. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah, no, but the, basically, but, yeah, the, the the handball rule is becoming more and more complex, especially with VR and all of that. If the the the, the laws, the letter in it which is written, everybody can read it and see that this word says, but the application is still iffy as it's as, where, as, and that, as that, application that, is yeah, weird. that's that's now, causing a lot of confusion. Okay, now that I brought up the, the, the VR penalty rule and all of that, I mean handball rule and all of that, we should probably switch over to two games yesterday where we had similar incidents. Now, the first incident, I'll go, I would like us to talk about the Crystal Palace Everton game. At the beginning of the game, um, well, let's not say beginning, maybe 15, 20 minutes into the game, there was this incident where the ball was shot and Ward, Joe Ward, goes to close down the individual yeah. who was shooting. But his arm was behind him. The ball hit his arm. Yeah. And there was controversy. There was a VAR check. And the referee ruled out, nope, it was definitely not a penalty. However, much later, someone crossed the ball from the right of the pitch and Lucas Dean was trying to, you know, head it down to DCL. Right, and it went off Ward's arm oh, again. Yeah. Now, at that point, you know the game went on as normal, but you could see there was a lot of clamor for the referee to go and check the monitor, yeah. which he eventually did because there was a VAR check, right? And it became a penalty, and there was controversy, and everybody was upset. Fair play to Roy Hodgson. Roy Hodgson was not happy. He said, "Look, the handball rule, like you said." has become incredibly convoluted. We're having a situation where we're not sure what is handball, what is not handball. And I remember thinking, that's weird, because last week, the Lindelof penalty that was conceded was a similar situation. He's running, yeah. the ball hits his arm. He's not trying to stop the ball, yeah. but the ball hits his arm and becomes a penalty. Now, apparently, the rule actually states that, look, for instance, in Kai Havertz's case, simply because he did not gain an, a direct advantage it hit his arm, but the defender was able to clear it yeah. before it came to a Chelsea player and was converted into a goal. There's no advantage that was gained there, right? But for the Lindelof as well as Joe Ward incidents, right? These two individuals gained direct Advantage. advantages because from it. Impeded an attack. Impeded an, an, an attack, yeah. as it were. So I think, I don't agree with it, but I feel like one of the things that has been done at the beginning of every season since about two years ago, is these rules are explained to every captain, every coach, and the players. Yes. This is how this is going to be. So I think we may not like it, but it's something that's here to stay. And I feel like, you know, at the same time, too, we're in a place where there will be amendments till we find balance. Okay, All right? So Peter, yeah. talking of penalties, yeah? Yeah. Let's move back to the Mayu game. game. Yeah. So we had, uh, we had a situation or we had a scenario where the game had ended or yeah. the ref had blown yeah. the final whistle mm -hmm. and then he came back and he said they should play the penalty yeah that's shit now well there are rules according to the rules of the game according to the rules of the game there's no issue and i have i think i have yeah um the rule the, there's a question i was asked what happens if the var identifies a clear mistake in a match changing incident after the referee has blown the whistle for either half time or full time. This is what the regulation says. If the referee blows for either half or full time, and then the video assisted referee communicates that a potential or clear error or serious missing incident has occurred before the whistle to end the half or even the game, right? Since the VAR is like an assistant referee, if the uh, assistant referee is indicating an offense which occurred before the referee blew the whistle, the referee can still take action as long as the referee has not left the field of play. So, as at that time, he had not left. He the had not left the field of play. So he was well within his rights. Even you, know, you said at halftime. Yes. So halftime or full time. So wait, I am in the dressing room. Yes. The referee knocks, which is what enters. happened in Germany. Like there's there's a whole I think was in Hamburg and. That, that happened, that it happened, happened two years ago. It happened two years, two years ago in Germany. Ago, the players were, were actually in, in the dressing room. room. And the referee had, after a VR check, had to call the teams out. And the offending team was penalized. Is, is the referee so, okay? It's not about him. The IFAB says that there's no time limit. So that's the thing. There's no time limit on so the VR review. I think the issue, one of the issues we have well, here, right, is where shooting the messenger, the referee must obey rules. He's a slave to the rules. We might not agree with the spirit of the rules, Right. But the letter of the rules of the law says it like this. In fact, I didn't even finish. It also says if um, 
uh, an offense occurs before the referee blew the whistle, the referee can still take action as long as the referee has not left the field of play. It also says if this situation occurs, the VAR should immediately tell the referee, right? Should immediately tell the referee who can then inform the players and stop them from leaving the field of play. The incident shall then be dealt with according to the normal VAR procedure. So the incident should be dealt with according to these procedures. One, a check. Two, a review, and so on and so forth, right? Wow. To avoid such problems, in the final minutes of a half, the VAR should immediately inform the referee of any potential check or review so that, if possible, the ref can stop play, delay a restart, to avoid having a review after the whistle for the end of the half has been blown. So it's provided for that even if the referee has blown, they would the most ideal situation is inform him before you blow the whistle for the end of the half, but is already provided for that, yes, this can happen. Because one of the things, and I think this is where the IFAB has messed up too, because we see with the, the, the jurisdiction for offsides, yes. mm -hmm. the may make flag, but the referee is not allowed to blow until that phase of play has yes. ended. Mm -hmm. So it means that sometimes players can be offside, get the ball, run, score. score. They mm -hmm. have to be brought back. The linesman's flag has been up for probably two, three minutes, but the play has to be brought back. It is that, you see the thing about laws is, this is, it's seemingly the first time this is happening. We've never seen it before. We're losing our minds, blah, 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 blah. But that's not the only thing that happened in that game anyway. Um, we should probably talk about the fact that... So, are you guys satisfied with the provisions of the law? You feel... What's the verdict? Do we think we agree with the law? We don't agree with the law. Ernest? I do not agree. I don't agree. You don't agree with the law. Mm -hmm. Okay, so what, what should we do? Well, the, I have are going to hear from my lawyers. You're going to hear from your lawyers, right? Yes. Fantastic. Okay. Now, we should talk, oh, I was saying we should talk about one of the silliest things that happened yesterday. Guys... Brighton hit the bar five times yeah. in that game yesterday. Um, Tragic. The Premier League before then was three times for in a game. In a game. Yeah. Well, so there's some controversy about that apparently. So it's been said that there was a City game against Bolton, yes. where they actually had about um, five times. They hit like six actually, if you count one of the headers which went. So it was City versus Bolton in 2005. So there's some arguments about... Uh, well, I understand why that can happen. Opta started taking statistics in the 2003-2004 season. Yeah. So that and they were not that second season. Exactly. So, so they were not this were robust not in their so data collection. That, yeah. That could have now, we are sad that Brighton, you know... Didn't win. Didn't win. Because, I mean, if you see the game, they were the most superior in every single way. It was like... That was a team that was clearly coached. What's your take on Maguire? Oh, Maguire? Yes. As a person? No, yesterday. His performance. The normal, that's Maguire for you. He was being himself. The 6.5, 5.5, 6.5, 7.0 defender. Why? What happened? What What's your take on Maguire, on, on, on Mustafi? <laughs> Mustafi is toilet paper. Oh, fantastic. Wow. Okay, so. What? He's allowed to say it. What? As an Arsenal fan, he knows. I'm not an Arsenal fan. He knows Mustafi fan. better than the rest of us. I am not an Arsenal fan. That's your business. Again, you no. can't deny. You I am not an Arsenal fan. You, 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 you can't be more than yourself. What? I support Bayern Munich. You know this. You support Bayern Munich doesn't make you. You see, you didn't even say I'm a Bayern Munich fan. You said you support Bayern Munich. Poor Bayern fan. Oh, doesn't even sound natural coming out from you. What? Silly guy. <laughs> so yeah, essentially, United thinks that they're going to get away with winning games via counter-attacks and penalties. They have a very, very silly one coming. Bruno. Nobody has proved them wrong so far. Yeah, and then oh, Bruno okay. is always there. Yeah. Um, Smala is a huge fan of Bruno, who has scored his last 18 penalties. That's incredible, by the way. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, it, people think penalties are easy to score, but they are not. Well, well they are it's, not. It's just that, you know, in terms is, of XG, that's 0 0.8. It takes some mental fortitude to score a penalty. I mean, we, we've seen people miss... Yeah, a lot. Goals. We've seen yeah. a lot of people. I don't want to call goals. his name, but he's Ooh. likened to a certain bovine animal. Well, no comment. No comment. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. Split the fifth. Okay, since there's no comment, we shall move on. All right, so Leeds again has done us proud, or done me proud. Marcelo Bielsa led the Leeds United team to win against Sheffield. That was one game of tactic versus, versus tactic. Fantastic. Yeah. We are just getting some great news. Um, after the noise that a certain Samaila in our midst was making about a certain Bayern Munich. Yeah. Could you read out Hoffenheim and Bayern Munich? What are the scores of that game, please? Or what's the score of that game, rather? Could you read it out to, to us? It ended 4-1. Against... Bayern Munich won, right? No. Oh. Ah. How does it feel to support Bayern Munich? 
They, they, not, did they win? They won 4 1 or they lost 4 1? No, they lost 4 1. Oh, tragic, tragic. Ah! It's so sad. Well, I, I, no, I'm, I'm, I'm sad because these guys are. They, they have come my guys' ticket. It's though. speechless. They, it's. Anyway, let's go back to Leeds. So that was a fantastic game. Finally, Leeds United has learned how to create enough shots. They had about 19 shots in this game. Uh, sorry, 17 shots, and about nine of them were on target. So, which is great news. Everton, Ernest. Top of the table. Yes. Don Carlo yeah. mm. with the sauce, mm. the Bolognese sauce, mm. straight from Italia. Aye. Look, see, they, no one should get too excited. Of course, they're going to regress to their to level. They'll find is... their level. But it's it's exciting. It's exciting seeing a well coached team. To be honest, because, yeah, yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot of there's a lot of hype. There's a lot of narrative and all of that. And Don Carlo has quietly gone about his business. Doing his business. He's not as loud as well, some people. Yeah, when they were signing players, there are a lot of questions. Why spend twenty million on Dukuri, someone who just got relegated? Mm -hmm. Why spend this? Hammers is two thousand and fourteen. <laughs> yeah, and all of that, but. He, he's he, Colombian. He, yeah, he knew uh, what yeah. he was doing. Yeah. He knew what he was doing. And you can see clearly that there's a pattern to the play. There's, there's a process. Yes, there's a process. And it's very exciting when, for most football people to see, it's the same thing with Ateta at Arsenal. You might not be pulling down trees, but you see that there is something that has been done. There's yeah, a process. There's a system. And yeah. it's going to, if it goes unimpeded, it will bring about a certain result. And it's fantastic. Shout out to Don Carlo. Shout out to... Covered Louis. Senior I think man. all those hours, all those hours with Duncan Ferguson is Help, helping him. And I think, I think apart from it. that, so one thing we failed to mention last week is playing as the striker leading the line helps a lot. Yeah. Because there were so many experiments with him out on the wings, um, being paired in funny ways, you know, being played. Because think about it, Moisha King is there. He's Italian. Yeah. Ancelotti knows him very well. Notice how little game time he's getting because... Dominic Calvert-Lewin is doing what he's meant to do. Leading the line. I mean, I saw from that game against Crystal Palace, I saw three chances that were crafted specifically for him. And he was unfortunate not to score at least one of them. Right? I'm still not happy. Why are you not happy? Um, so I keep hailing Dominic and I keep taking him out of my FPL. Oh. I, I didn't put him Even in after last week's? Yes. Again. I think that should bring a questioning of your judgment. Yes. No, so who are your strikers on FPL right now? Um, Mitrovic and a certain guy in Tottenham. Hurricane? Mm. Oh. Ha! God, it, it no go well no for comment. Me. So, no comment. So, I don't even know what to say. No like, what? My guy, I have, I'm, I'm taking sabbatical. I'll just leave FPL and come back after two months. We've gone over, I think we can now talk about the last thing from this segment, from part one, right? Yeah. Let's preview, let's look to the Liverpool-Arsenal game. Guys, First, first and foremost, predictions. Who's going to win? Who's going to lose? Who's going to draw? What's going to happen? 2-2. Two, 2-2. Two. Two, two. Two. Yeah. So the Arsenal fan says 2-2. Two, two. Ernest, yeah. the neutral, what do you say? I, 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 I think, I think it's going to be a draw as well. It's going to be a draw? I think it's okay. going to be a draw. Yeah. All right. So um, here are some very funny stats. Like, if you look at it, like the um, the last few games, Liverpool have won 26 of their last 27 games. Yeah. Right? Um, they've scored at least two goals in 25 of these matches. Right from twenty-seven, so they score a minimum of two goals. So one of somebody's right in your in terms of predictions, right? Um, they scored at least three goals in their last six home game matches against Arsenal in all competitions. Wow! Yeah. So hmm, question there. Now Liverpool have seen over two point five goals in their last eight home matches too against mm -hmm. Arsenal in all competitions. Short odds. Short, Short odds. Yeah. yeah. So reminisce. Yeah, yeah you, sure. you, you're, we've now finally served, listeners, we've served you your reminisce plug for the weekend, yeah. for the week. Yeah. Mm. Are you happy now? Can we I'm, move I'm, on? I'm really, I'm excited. Fantastic, all right. Yeah. Uh, so basically, we, if you're saying two goals for each side, you're assuming they'll cancel each other out? Well. Because I think, if we're being honest, Liverpool has a more settled squad right now. Yeah. Liverpool has more unpredictability. I've, don't get me wrong, I've healed the genius of Arteta so far. But I think he has a football team where if you can stifle the midfield, ensure Aubameyang doesn't get the ball, where are the goals or shots going to come from? I think I think, well, I think he's going to start with a three-man back line. Yeah. With yeah. wing-backs. Okay. Especially Maitland-Nice. Okay. Trying to, because he's performed relatively better. Than Saka. Yeah, yeah, than Saka. Because Saka is more... Offensive, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but 
Midland Knights will do the job defensively. So in that, and um, as for Liverpool, of course, in defence, it's a whole different thing playing against Chelsea and having a makeshift centre-back playing against Aubameyang. Aubameyang. But I think, I genuinely think Fabinho might rejoin the midfield for this one. Yeah, uh, Team News says um, Joe Gomez is back. Yeah. He's just doubtful. He was he was because yeah, Matip is out, Chamberlain is out, Henderson is out. Those are the injuries for Liverpool. But Gomez might be back because and why I say this is when when I talked about their unpredictability, they finally have a situation where they can decide to fill maybe Keita, Fabinho, mm, Thiago. Yeah. Right? They can also decide to go with Vinaldom, um, Thiago, Nabi Keita. There's there's a whole variation, but we know that tomorrow we're most, we're most likely going to see Chaka and Sebayos. Or, or one person we're even ignoring is Elneny. Mm, Elneny is yeah. the purest, and I think he's the closest. He has the closest profile as the kind of defensive midfielder Ateta wants. He's able to. He's not bad with the ball at his feet. Yeah. He's also very strong, right, and aggressive so, enough to win back possession. Win back yeah. You know, and all of that. So we might see all of that. So I think and it's one of those games that I'm looking forward to seeing for these little things. Um, some other stats: they've had fewer shots. Arsenal has had fewer shots, right, per game. That's 1.4 shots. Than Liverpool, who have had 2.4 shots per game, but they've won more aerial duels, which oh, is Arsenal. Arsenal. Yeah, Arsenal has actually won. Yeah, now if you compare this the both sides, you see that the average height for Arsenal players is 182 centimeters mm-hmm. compared to 181. And we all know it's like I think bringing Thiago into the side has sort of changed the creative outlets are not just them, Trent Alexander Arnold mm-hmm. and Robertson anymore. You, you could even notice that yes. yeah. from the second half yeah. of Chelsea. the Chelsea. Exactly. Yeah. Arnold wasn't as, as marauding as yeah. he usually he is. Yeah. 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 Did you guys see that great video of, um, you know, um, Kanye. the Kanye meme where he <laughs> was running across and somebody said, yeah. this is but what Robertson will do as soon as, as Thiago gets, gets the ball. Yeah. Yeah, so it. it just shows that, you know, and I think that's one of the things that we mentioned squad planning earlier on. That's one of the things that Liverpool has on lockdown. They've been able to plan their squad beautifully. Like, think about it. They have depth in almost every position except their keeper. Um, I feel like Adrian is too much of a drop-off in quality mm-hmm. from Alisson. But that's some really, really good stuff, right? Yeah. Um, so, you guys say 2-2. I am going to save what I think. Um, let's just remember that Liverpool have not lost at home since 2017 yeah. in the league. So, let's keep that in mind. So, I think that's that's something we should think about. But this is one of the few lost. games... They haven't in the league to Arsenal since 2012. 2012. Wow. So it's. If Ateta does this, man, I'm going to probably. I don't know. You're saying you're an Arsenal fan? No, I don't spend Arsenal fan. I don't beat you. I'm not an Arsenal fan again. I mean, I've known you for so long and I've seen how your life has gone. You know, I don't want to be the guy who has a life like that. What? What if it's Arsenal that is causing all your problems? I don't have problems. Okay, that's fine. What? What What do you mean by what if? It is Arsenal. Wait. Oh, wow. Did I you was drink before to, coming here? I was trying to be what? to be calm. You know? Anyway, guys, that brings us to the end of part one. Um, in part two, we're going to jump into transfers. There are so many transfers. We'll jump into that. Stay with us. Welcome to part two of the Inverted Wingback Podcast. With me today is Samaila and Ernest. This time around, we're going straight into transfers. We're going to talk about... Uh, there's a whole conversation we wanted to have about the net spend between Klopp and Chelsea in his time. We had some very angry comments from individuals who felt like we were being unfair to Klopp. Um, so we did some digging up and we realized, oh, okay. In terms of net spend, net spend being the difference between money spent and money received, right? There's about an 83 million pounds yeah, yeah. between Arsenal, I'm sorry, Liverpool and, and Chelsea. Chelsea. So, okay, that we will give to Klopp. He hasn't, but there's also context. Chelsea actually raises a lot of their money via player sales. In the, in the last five seasons, in the last they've five received seasons. over 50 million pounds for Morata, for Eden Hazard. So 50 or more than his mother. More than, yeah. More Your than mother. 50 million for each of those For each players, of them. Yes. Oh, in the last so that's about months. 100 and something yeah, together. In the last 18 months for those two players. So you put that in context. They've raised a lot of money from transfers. Yeah. So now, speaking about Morata, 
Do you guys realize that it's had a combined transfer fee of 163 million pounds? Uh, we all know why that is the case. Yeah. I hope it, but but you see one of the things that I, guy is it's, it's money laundering. But I don't like so this is and I, and I, I, guys calm down. I genuinely think, I genuinely rather think that sometimes we're unfair to some of these players. There is something Morata brings to football clubs, right? In fact, I'll I, have you know that is not hold it's on. It's hair gel. Oh God, hair gel. Morata yeah. brings an abundance of hair gel to Super every hair football gel. club. Yeah. So clubs don't have to spend money on grooming anymore. Hair gel. Hair gel and styling. And yes, styling. That's, That's not wrong. fair. That's not fair. Because, you know, back when Mourinho came and he was trying to buy players, I genuinely wanted Morata to come and not Lukaku. Do you know anyone with better hair in a Morata team than Morata? Than Morata. Anyone with more coif hair? Sergio Ramos always has better hair than him. No. No, 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 no. Yes, Marcelo always has better hair than him. No. no. If Marcelo's you guys say it, you guys are probably racist. Mar- Marcelo's no. hair is, is rich. profound. It's, 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 it's just an afro. Well coiffed hair. Nobody. Nobody anywhere. gelled, stiff, on even earth if it's not the mass. ball. The hair stays. He heads the ball. He scores a lot of headed goals. It never Giroud. moves, changes position. Yes, I just thought about Giroud. There's no way you can have Giroud better hair than Giroud. Giroud is handsome. That is a different He has thing. great hair. No, it's, 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 it's a, an optical illusion. Because he's good looking, you think his hair is more coiffed okay. than Morata. Than Morata. Yeah, so. Okay, that's fine. Sorry. Okay, focus, to on the, focus on what the hair. What does Morata bring to a team? Link up play. That's the honest truth. If you look at his numbers, right? And great hair. Is, is there Bonaboy on the track? You know what? I'm just going to let this go. And uh, yeah, you guys have won. Let's move on quick. Let's move on quickly, guys. Um, Doherty moved to... I want you guys to do this math with me. Doherty moved to Tottenham from Wolves, right? Mm-hmm. 15 million pounds, 29 years old. Semedo, who's 23-24, has moved from Barcelona to Wolves for 37 million. What do you think is the common denominator there? Jorge Mendes. Super agent Jorge Mendes. A super yacht in the Mediterranean. Yes. So one has to ask. Is he has a yacht. Or two. Or two. Yeah, is Semedo worth £37 million? Pounds? I think he is. Uh, yeah, he in is. In today's market, he, he is. is. I actually think right. he's worth more in today's market. He's worth more, yeah? yeah? Which is what brings us to this. People have complained that there seems to be some magic money moves going on with what Jorge Mendes does for Wolves. Last week, Samayla made the joke about them being the second Portuguese side and all of that. But now, we see that the replacement for Semedo is even Dest. Dest, Sergino Dest, the American, is moving to from, from, from Ajax, Ajax to Barcelona. So, this seems like the second L that Bayern Munich is taking this week. This week, rather. The first L was losing Sergino Dest to Barcelona. The next is what? 4-1. 4-1 to Hoffenheim. I didn't hear you loud enough. You said 4-1. Fantastic. Four. Okay. All right. 4. Um, in, Links to Morata. What team do you support? He doesn't. That's a weird thing. NS is as neutral as it gets, from my, to my knowledge. Okay. It hurts here yeah, to have a neutral, I'll tell you the truth like that. No motives, no incentives to lie. What? To coerce. To coerce you. To anyway, um, some other funny musical chairs going on in Italy. Originally, Morata was meant to go to uh, a certain club and as a result that you know the normal domino effect yeah. Jekyll was supposed to leave to go to, to, go to. to from, from where he was he was supposed to leave from Roma mm-hmm. rather to go to so, Juventus yeah. so that Arcadios Milik could move from Napoli to, to but he's setting an individual Lorento um, sorry uh, Aurelio de, de Laurentiis Os- held up the move Oscar winning yes Oscar winning Golden Globe winning funny guy he held up the move and the Juventus were like, you know what? We have Morata. He's been here before and they went for him. So that has happened. We can see the very funny other striker business that's happening. Who wants to talk? Who wants to go first when we talk about our very good friend Luis Suarez? My guy. I, th- I think what? one thing I always give Suarez is you know what to expect. <laughs> if you would stop lying to yourself. You that's know not you what the to, investigators thought. You are going to expect something shady. But he needs to pass the exam. You are going to expect something borderline illegal. So here's the thing. You are going to expect... That exam occurred when he thought, thought he was going to move to Juventus. Yeah. So he cheats because he's supposed to take an Italian exam yeah. for the passport exam. A, a, new a, passport. A, a new passport. And he aced it. But he just came out later to say, this guy can't speak a lick of Italian. He can't even say... Conjugate the verb. He can't say bonjourno. meat. He can't say bite. To bite you. He can't even say, I'm going to bite you. In, in Italian. How? Apparently, somebody leaked the questions, <laughs> the questions to him. And oh, gee. That's how he passed it. But I'm not even concerned with his criminal record because, well, it's clear for all to see. Our Ghanaian brothers 
have a lot to say about this, right? Wow. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. So I did not have brothers anymore. Let bygones be bygones. Yes. Okay. Mm. Yeah. There's a bite joke in there, but I'm going to let it go. Yeah, a mouthful of a joke in there. But I'm going to let it go. Anyway, um, he's moved to Atletico Madrid, yeah. which means we're going to possibly see lineups that include Costa and, and Suarez. Suarez. Under Koke, Llorente, Under Simeone. Under Simeone. Under Simeone. Hmm. Did Baka make a mistake here? Did they drop a clanger, Sam? Do you think they dropped a clanger here? Well, I think they dropped the ball. I think, but we can't... They're just doing what they're supposed to do. You know, there's like the, the, the usual thing. You cannot be more than who you are. Barca, at, at the moment, they are just... It's, it's, it's a circus. So anything, anything, anything goes. Close so if we see a lion just, eating a man, it's fine. Yeah, you can see. If we see somebody juggling, up and I don't see think a lion eating a man is, 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 is out of the ordinary. You eh. in the in stadium. Your, in the stadium. In, Probably at say, in your village, is that what happens? Probably say a man eating a lion in a stadium. At Camp Nou, well, especially. I feel like if Suarez were to meet in Dabuski, who knows? <laughs> well, I like that guy too. <laughs> You yeah. like Suarez or no, in Dabuski? I like Dabuski. You don't like Suarez? I like, I like both. I love Suarez. I'm biased so. towards Charlatans. Um, so, wow. Let's quickly move to the last thing. So, if we, we agree. First of all, we agree that Barcelona made a mistake. Yeah, it's a poor move. It's a poor move. Because they didn't get one him. of your best players. They didn't sell him. That's the funny thing. There was no transfer fee. There's no yeah. transfer fee. There's an expected transfer fee of about a million pounds. And controversy. Upon a lot upon. of clauses of this and that. It's It's... It's absurd, absolutely unnecessary. Oh well, all the best to them and their people. That's how I feel. Like um, we can always see that Barcelona seems to be thinking that the, the league was meant for them because I don't get why you sell a player like that to a direct rival for nothing and not get anything in return. They could have. Atletico has a bunch of players they need. The yeah, Laurentis of this world, the yeah. Salonigeses of this world. A few different. I mean, Lordi. They, they need a left back. Let's take over from from Alba. Jordi Alba, who's as old as and still cannot drive. He still can't drive. Yes. So who takes him to practice now? Still now Messi. Now that Suarez is gone, maybe Messi. Messi might help him. And when Messi leaves, he might. Alena should be 18 by then. So he'll have driver's license. Yeah. Well, they've gotten a right back now. Yeah, is he 18 in Spain? For your driver's license. If yeah, it's not, let's not use Nigerian standards. If it's not, if it's not 18, then they need to start having their. I'm not comfortable with talking about Nigerian standards. What are you, are you looking now on the Nigerian standards? No, I'm not. Okay, I'm not, I'm fantastic. Not, I'm Why is there an assumption that this is the African, the African giants were twice as tall as any other nation in the con- in the continent? You on don't the continent. have the right to say that you are Scottish. Remember? Okay. Finally, now that my race has been brought into question, let's talk about. We didn't mention this when we talked about Chelsea earlier, but Chelsea has a new keeper. <laughs> we can't blame Kepa for the three goals that were considered yesterday. We can blame Thiago Silva, maybe, maybe just a little bit, yeah. right? Th- and the balance. I now, is Mendy an improvement on Kepa? Yeah, everybody's an improvement. I think, on I think, I think I am an improvement on Kepa, but that is not the point. The point is, that, as he clearly pointed out earlier, it's a structural thing. Yeah. It's the way the team is structured. It's the way the team plays. Because against Barnsley, despite winning the game. A League Two team, a League One team, you considered nine attempts on goal. That's uncalled for. It shows that beyond just Kepa, there's a there's, there's a, a problem structural issue here. Yeah. And you know the funny things we talked about the last week. Plays. They considered more goals than anybody in the top ten. Yes, last yeah. season. Yeah, last season. And while this uh, is as coach of actual goals, as man, coach as XG, of Derby, had one of the worst XGs in the Premier League. As coach of Derby, yeah, Derby County considered fifty four goals or fifty three goals. While he was coach, coach, so it it shows that Frank Lampard, as a coach, still hasn't figured out how to well, set up a defense. He figured out. He said last year that um, he if he gets more top players, he won't be he won't concede as many goals. Oh God! So that uh, he will not concede as many. I think you are being unfair. It, it makes sense. So that, what, that, what that kind of makes sense. That kind of makes sense. What mm. it, the taller the player, the easier the players, it is, the easier to, it not is to, to not concede because from set uh, because. Someone can't play a set piece to the ground. There are no second balls. There are no knockdowns. I don't. Well, and he has. You know, like on the grass is going to start growing above the. Please, Chelsea fans that are listening, we love yeah, you. Just, we want you to always come back and listen to the podcast. It might seem like we're ba- some people are bashing Lampard. Lampard is a great guy. He has great hair too, right? Yeah. 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 Well, it's just then. Anyway, so now Mendy is here, right? Um, I read a couple of things. Apparently, um, Christian Lolikong, the Go keeping head of goalkeeping at Chelsea 
actually says Mendy reminds him of Czech, Peter Czech. And we saw all those great pictures of Peter Czech showing him what to do in training and all that. My problem is, well, it's great. It's, talk is cheap, yeah, you know, yeah. so let's wait and see. Now, I want to ask another question. Why do we have so few black goalkeepers or African, let's say specifically African keepers in existence? Are you asking me? Yes, you specifically. Let's start with you, Sam, then we'll go to Ernest. Honest opinion. Yes, honest opinion. Well, well, so it's the perception here about black players um, not being really smart, yeah. just being big and brutal. And a keeper's position is one that requires high concentration. Um, yeah, high concentration and composure. That is one trait that's not really known for for a lot of black. Not players. known for is an assumption. Ah, because we've had great black defenders, or African defenders. Well, so defending requires a lot of concentration. Too. Yes, no, yes. I know. This is well, not me it, speaking to you. I'm just saying, you know, like yes, the so, perception. I mean, we've had right. Yeah. We'd always have. But the question is, what percentage of, I mean, if you look at the whole pool, oh, let's use Super Eagles as a, a benchmark now. Do you think we have a good goalkeeper? When you say we, you're referring to you and the remaining oh, Super Eagles fans. Sorry, 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 you're Scottish. So I'm not Scottish, but... What? Do you think Super Eagles have a good goalkeeper? Mm. In recent years, no, but we've Do had you think Ghana has a good goalkeeper? What is Ghana? <laughs> Do you think Senegal has a good goalkeeper? Mendy's from Senegal, so he's a good keeper. If Where's Onana from? He's from Cameroon. Yeah, he's yeah. Cameroon. Okay. And they have a tradition of having great keepers. Yeah. One of the greatest goalkeepers, Gigi Buffon, said he was inspired into goalkeeping because of Nkunku, yeah. who he was in the ninth forward mm -hmm. call. See, to be honest, yeah, and I just feel there are no... With, I, I, don't, I don't think there are a lot of... I, I would prefer to go for... A Jordan Pickford because no, your theory falls flat on his face because no, I can like, I can think of at least five keepers right now. I'm thinking of them. I'm thinking of Dida. I'm thinking of Caesar. I'm thinking of the black goalkeepers that we've seen that have played to the top of the game. Have won Champions League. So it's so it's bad. A, Brazil it's, it's, is it's a so, country. Hold so, on, hold on. Brazil is an individual. Is a country that is as as diverse in terms of race yeah. as Nigeria, right? No, sorry. Uh, let's. Let's say South Africa. It's like it's, it's very different from most South African countries, yeah. right? South American countries, rather. Do you know that the space between black keepers is fifty years apart? Before the black number one. Yes. After the after, after the after, after the Maracana disaster, the, yes, in nineteen fifty, yes. right? The Brazilian national team didn't have one black keeper till Dida. Till so Dida. It's it's, that's, that's 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 the point because because the stuff you've said now there is a claim. That blacks are not great at, I mean, Africans are not great at concentration. Blacks are not great at concentration. It is not verifiable because we see this thing where people talk about how even the midfielders, if you mention classy midfielders, Pogba. you hear Xavi, you hear the likes of 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 of, of Zidane. Perlo, Zidane. No, they are the ones who are fitted for exactly. They are yes. talked about for their technique, their intelligence, their vision, but they're not talked about for strength. Meanwhile. Seedorf did probably as much as, as, any, of as any of these guys. He stands in the same. Edgar David's. With that, I asked him in '95, was yeah. as classy and intelligent as any midfielder. The next guy, seen. well, JJ Okocha, and uh, uh, I know this doesn't have my argument. Yeah, guys, Okocha, well, you, you see, guys, you see African players, right? Yeah. With a lot of flair, with a lot of trickery, right? That's, but that is takes, not concentrated upon as much as it, people want to talk about their pace and their power. Their power. So it's an issue. No, but and it filters down to goalkeepers yeah. too. Because think about it. Name one black keeper in the Premiership. None. Wait, Mendy, one no. exactly. So right much so now, that when Wigan had Ali Al Habsi, that was the only. Wait, oh. yes, yes. Think about it. Think about it. You would have you to go to France. You first find black keepers. You have you to go to France. France. You know, Mandanda, 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 I can't think of Don't get me started on coaches. Don't get me started on coaches. For Norwich and Brighton afterwards. And it's 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 a thing of oh, wow. it's a clear prejudice against people who look at you because stereotypes have been created As and then reinforced. When you're looking out for me to believe one of those stereotypes, yeah, yeah, ah, reinforced no, 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 over no, no. time. Well, we could no, say you're saying we, we made you. We know who not, you are as a guy. It's not. Well, I'm a nice guy. As a Republican, I am not a Republican for the one hundredth time today. But I am not a Republican. Okay. And with that great declaration of his political allegiances. We end part two of the podcast. Stick with us, guys.
Welcome back to the Inverted Wingback Podcast. This is part three. Um, this segment is essentially going to be predictions, predictions, predictions. All right? Yeah. We're going to read out where we feel each team is going to finish in the Premiership this season. Right? While doing that, we will compare it to the infamous, or well, not infamous at this point, is to the famous ESPN 538 SPI index. Now, this SPI index exists um, as a sort of projection for where football clubs, basketball clubs, sports teams essentially who finish in certain places, right, in their respective leagues. And it takes into consideration ratings of that of each team at the end of the previous season, the value of the team, that's how much each of the players cost cumulatively and alone, as well as adjustments in recent performances. So if they've won recent games, if they've lost recent games, all right? We talked about this earlier on. Uh, but I think what we'll do is we'll take Sam's, we'll take Sam's predictions first, right? Okay. Yeah, your top 20. If you greet them out to us, where do you think everybody in the Premiership is going to finish one by one? Hit okay. me. City first, Liverpool, mm-hmm. Arsenal, Chelsea. Chelsea, what, in fourth? Yes. In fourth. Yes. So Arsenal above. Okay, cool, yes, cool, cool. Arsenal above, Chelsea. Um, Tottenham fifth, Manchester United sixth. Okay. Um, Everton seventh, Wolves okay. eighth. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Um, Southampton, Leicester, Brighton. Wow, Leicester is so low. And yours? Yes. Okay. <laughs> he said yes. With so much honesty, yeah? Like, levity. Southampton, uh-huh. Brighton, um, Burnley. Okay. Uh, bottom three. Who are, your, who are your bottom three? Bottom three. <laughs> the guys who are there. West Brom. Yes. Fulham. Yes. West Brom in 20th. West Brom, yeah. Biz. Biz. Then 19th. Fulham. Okay. What about 18th? Mm-hmm. You'll be surprised. Who? Aston Villa. I'm not too surprised, but I'm, I'm just... Surprised, okay. Yeah. Who's above Aston Villa? Who escapes? Sheffield. Sheffield escapes. Yes. Okay. What about you, Ernest? Okay. Um, I have first, Manchester City. Second, Liverpool. Mm-hmm. Third, Chelsea. Fourth, Arsenal. Five, Tottenham. Six Everton, seventh Manu, eight Leicester, ninth Wolves, tenth Sheffield, eleventh Southampton, twelve Crystal Palace, thirteen Brighton, fourteen Burnley, fifteen Leeds, sixteen Newcastle, seventeen Aston Villa, eighteen West Ham, nineteen West Brom, twenty Fulham. Hmm, interesting. So Fulham, yours is Fulham, West Brom, and West Ham. And West Ham, right? Okay. Wow. So nobody's rating. Man, Scott Parker will be sad. He's already sad. He's already sad. Yeah. You feel like he's There's going nothing down. Nothing to do with us. I think I have a similar lineup um, for me. Man City is going to finish top. So, wow. What if at the end of the season we're embarrassed? So all three of us assume that Man City is going to win, right? Okay. Yeah. Man City will finish first, followed by Liverpool, followed by Chelsea. Arsenal will be fourth. Then for the remaining top 10 sides, it's United, that's Manchester United, Everton, Wolverhampton Wanderers, Leicester in eighth, Tottenham in ninth, Southampton in tenth. Now for the remaining, that's the bottom 10, Burnley, Brighton, Sheffield United, Leeds in 14th, guys. Watch out for this one. Leeds in 14th. Crystal Palace will be 15th. I believe Newcastle will be 16th. And West Ham will be 18th. Aston Villa will be 17th. Propping up the table will be West Brom and Fulham. So my bottom three is to go down. Uh, West Brom, Fulham, West Ham United. Aston Villa will just escape. We, we have, have the same. We have the same bottom three. We have the same bottom three. And the same top four. Wow. I think, oh, okay. So Sam's... What, so Sam, why do you think Arsenal will finish above Chelsea this season? If we've complained about the obvious problems. Well, so it's Chelsea, right? Oh, wow. Wait, hold on. Guys. There's a structural issue already with Chelsea. Okay. Uh, do they I, have to get the World Bank involved? Like Nigeria in 86. No, no. Not yet. I mean, until they sign Declan Rice, 
um, or any other person. Where is that fit. money going to come from? Because they haven't, they have barely sold. This There's summer. rice in Kano, by the way. There's rice in Kano. Yes. So uh, it's just thirty-five naira. I thought rice is class in Kano. No, thirty-five thousand naira for Ibad. fifty kg. Please tell Frank Lampard to call me. <laughs> wow, Jesus! You know you're behaving like you know those guys when you have you read comment sections of Vanguard, <laughs> Premium Times, Facebook. There's always one guy who comes at the bottom and says, "I have cleared custom cars from <laughs> co- from custom <laughs> Toyota <laughs> Corolla 2012." You, you know you know where you got me? Where Facebook? I'm not joking. Yeah. And then there's always one guy who talks about men. Come on, buy the rice now, now, now. It will soon finish. It will soon finish. Yeah. Oh, oh God, God, God! I miss Facebook. Why did you close your Facebook account, Peter? I didn't close my Facebook account. I just rarely use it. Why? Because I've said this before. Facebook is like I prefer the Twitter marketplace to Facebook. I think my Facebook is the devil's errand boy. Yes, that is why. There's a whole conversation. I've not used Facebook for close to ten years. Please let's not say this all so that in case he wants to select this podcast as his favorite podcast. Zook, we love you. We love you. you, Come out testify in front of our Congress. Yes, we're kosher group. All right. Seriously, you've never seen those guys, those ones who come and say, buy rice now, now, now. <laughs> before ah, before it finishes. Before it finishes. You've never <laughs> I've said that stuff a lot. Anyway, let's get back to our, our index, right? Um, according to 538 and ESPN, they are a little bit they agree a bit with us, but where they vary is our bottom three, um, as well as the top four. According to them, currently, Man City will finish top. Liverpool will be next. Man United. They claim Man United will finish in third. As well as Chelsea. So Chelsea will be fourth, which is weird. Leicester will be fifth. Arsenal will be sixth. Followed by Everton and then Tottenham and then Wolves and then Southampton. Their bottom three. Let's just describe their bottom three. They claim that the bottom three will be West Brom, Fulham, Sheffield United. They actually see Sheffield United going down. And that the great escape will come from Newcastle. Newcastle. Newcastle will barely escape. Which, which is which means exactly. which which means the long staff brothers will be safe. Yeah. yeah, yeah, they need to be safe. Marty and Sean, they need to be safe. You know, as a man, you find I was really upset when I saw that Oli wanted to buy those two because it just felt like I was really excited. I was Prometheus. Why? I was stuck excited. in a dream, a horrible dream. One of the brothers caught you guys last. That's week. why you were excited. Uh, no, I mean, it's it's long staff. You want to do bands Shut because you're an first. Arsenal fan. I am not an Arsenal fan. Again, you're Again. an Arsenal fan. No. Okay. All right. So, guys, um, if you're listening, I would like you to tweet at us where you think each team is going to finish in the Premiership, right? We're going to post everyone's submission, and we'll, po- we'll also do, like, a screen grab and show where um, ESPN, as well as 538 SPI, claims all 20 teams will finish, right? We'll also show you NS Top 20. We'll show you Samara's Top 20 and mine. Please tweet at us. Um, tell us where you think each of these teams is going to finish. Now, while we're talking about tweets, we ran some polls this week, right? Um, this week that just went past. For starters, you know, some of the things we talked about. Um, we found out that 39% of the listeners and the people who took the poll, there's about 23 of you, thank you very much, by the way, for taking this poll, say that they think that Arsenal will not finish third. They feel like Arsenal will finish fourth. Um, only 9% assumed that uh, Arsenal will finish third. 30% of them felt like whoever is making such claims about Arsenal in third is on crack. While... 22% of them wanted news regarding uh, Hasem Oa, which is, which has become the existential dread that all Arsenal fans are stuck in right now. They want new signings, like my fans. Um, for the poll regarding who's the top, or who's the worst player, rather, in the EPL top six. Kepa. Kepa won comfortably. Like, this was a landslide win. So he shouldn't be sad yeah. if he's sitting on the bench. He's winning something, at least. He's winning the inverted wing-back podcast polls. Yeah. Right? He might be the only Chelsea player to win anything this season. Yeah. I also feel like maybe recency bias affected this poll because 30% of the individuals voted for Dan, Jan, Dan James. Nobody voted for Kolasinac, so you're lying against Kolasinac. You see? Nobody agrees with he you. He saved the man's life. He has a pass. Thank you very much. He saved Ozil, and Ozil is grateful eternally to that guy. What? Exactly. And for the final poll, right, where Samayla made wild claims about Lampard, he said, if we're not here, he said Lampard was not going to last till Christmas. If Roman... The Roman would be Roman. Yeah. yeah. Well, according to our poll, 63% of the individuals who voted said they feel like Lampard will last the whole season. 11% said he'll be gone by Christmas. And 26% were incredibly neutral, even though they said they were here for the violence only. Right? Yeah. Um, I saw a tweet from our, a friend of the show, Cher. 
Cher said, wow, it seems Lampard is not going to last till Christmas after all. And I feel like yeah, he probably is. I think he's going to last the whole season. The whole season, yeah. It's it's after, it's at, out of courtesy, he'll be left. To the club legend. Yeah, so, so legend status yeah. would extend. No matter how team. poorly, except maybe they're around the relegation zone, but if they're around the top 10, no matter how it goes, he'll be let quietly to live through the front door and compensate it properly. Yeah. And sent never to come really close compensation to part. This <laughs> compensation part is very key. Oh, God. You guys very, are silly. All right. Uh, our standout start of the week is, of course, linked to Brighton. I'm just going to read out a bunch of things that they've done. Apparently, their biggest enemy in the Premiership seems to be the Woodwalk. Because in 2017-2018 season, they hit the Woodwalk eight times. Oh. That's the bar or the post, right? Yeah. The crossbar of the post. In the next season, the 2018-2019 season, they hit the bar and you know post six times. I'm seeing sure odds here. The twenty in the twenty in twenty nineteen twenty twenty season they hit that's last season they hit the bar the um, woodwork eight times. And mm. yesterday they hit the woodwork five times. So you can just tell that this season they are going to break They're going to break their record. Thank you, thank you, yeah. thank you. As, another really interesting stat that I saw yesterday was out of all the chances that were created, right? Brighton had 3.03 in terms of XG. What? Yes. That's how high their XG was. Right? Uh, Man United had 1.9, although there was a penalty involved. Yes. The penalty was involved, right? They had 1.9 uh, in their XG. Guess who won? Of course, Man United, United won by three goals to two. Which is... Outperforming XG. I don't... Recipe like, for... If you want, it's, it's like Ole and Arteta need to sit down and share notes on how to improve uh, this... Russian roulette game that they are playing, right? Club legends link up. <laughs> Club legends. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, as we bring the podcast to an end, before we do that, we're just going to take our pop culture plug for the week. Ernest, we like to ask people at this part of the podcast, right, of the episode, what are you reading? What are you watching? What are you listening to? Is there any recommendation? I'm, I'm watching Ted Lasso. Hey. I'm listening to Terms. Oh, the, the new EP. I haven't had yeah. a chance to listen to and, it. Yeah, it's fantastic. I like that she produced everything, most of the songs. And shout out to Ghost, uh, Tech Them Camp. He's also an executive producer on the project. Fantastic. I like what they're doing. Okay. Sam, what are you What are you watching? What are you reading? What are you listening to? Uh, well, I am listening to King's Disease, Nas. Okay. Yeah, All so over I, again? Yeah, again. Mm. I mean, I listened to it the first time and I'm giving myself an excuse to listen to it again. Okay. Um, what am I watching? Nothing actually. Really? Yeah. Okay. Just been so busy this week. What are you reading? Nothing. Nothing? No. Interesting. Just PowerPoint slides and these are Yeah. Well, yeah. It's the life of an Arsenal fan, my brother. You have to make up for the difference. Well, I, I am not an Arsenal fan. Again, no. What if we can prove to listeners you're an Arsenal fan? How do you prove? Don't worry. Um, for wait, me, wait, wait, how you find out? Don't worry. No, you see, tell me. You see, don't worry. Relax, guys. Tweet at us if you like. As is at the IWB podcast on Twitter. Tweet at us if you like to see proof that Samila is an Arsenal fan. You can also email us at. Oh, sorry, it's the IWB podcast at gmail.com. Forgot to mention that earlier. Um, you can follow Ernest. We'll put all these descriptions in the, in, in, in the show notes. Um, you can follow Ernest at Ernie, that's E-R-N-Y-Y underscore B on Twitter, uh, at Sumaila Dugar on Twitter for Sumaila. And then, yeah, thank you very much. Also, don't forget to follow us. We always like to ask that you please share, like, subscribe, all right? These are the things that will help the podcast to be very visible. For me, what I'm listening to KB's His Glory Alone album, right? I read a fantastic article by another friend of the show, in fact, a really close friend of the show, um, Christopher Ajulo. He wrote something about the Abeg app. Have you guys seen that? I'll share the link with you guys, okay? Yeah. Uh, you guys should really, really, really. I'm still on my Ted Lasso team. He's about to finish and I'm sad, but like Ernest, I'm watching Ted Lasso. Fantastic podcast. Um, podcast. Fantastic um, sitcom. He's a great, great legend. Thank you so much, guys. We really appreciate the, all the feedback that we got for the last episode. Um, we're really grateful that you know you guys like what we're doing as always please send us tips on how you think we can make this better for you um, send us suggestions for stuff you like us to watch out for remember we said we are at the IWB podcast on in Twitter we're also um, reachable via email is the IWB podcast at gmail.com thank you once again guys and like we always like to say to the next episode stay jiggy say bye now guys enjoy guys wow
they can't see you. Exactly. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic God. end. Wow. Wow.